Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Um, it's six. Uh. <laughs> I mean, six is my lucky number. Hey. Well, so okay, but you rolled it, so I don't know how that plays out. Well, what mm. what kind of die did you roll? Me? Yeah. <laughs> if it was a six sided, then that's great. <laughs> yeah, just you say it was awesome a d six, and we're good. It was yeah, yeah d six. Oh my god, you guys! Uh, it's a Halloween miracle. Spooky Halloween miracle. Halloween. <laughs> Wait, if you roll it two more times and you get mm. sixes again, oh my god, ooh, let me see. then we've got something. Oh, that one was an eight. Ah. And that one was a five. So Six, so... eight, five. The number of uh, the person and... across the street and several houses down from, from the devil. A.K.A. the <laughs> demon prince gray. What? Amazing. It all comes back together. <laughs> That's his number. It all makes sense. <laughs> Six, eight, five. He's like, yeah, what? You rang? <laughs> I was in the middle of class. <laughs> Still pretending to be a principal. I don't know why he's teaching class. I was going to say he was observing. (laughs) He was observing the other teachers. There you go. There you go. (laughs) All right. So, uh, hey, everybody. I'm Order. Also chaos. Gosh, we just jump right into it. There's no Gary. Mm-hmm. Hell no. There's Gary's no... not here. He doesn't know what's going on right now. <laughs> Gary's, Gary's not having a nap. to this situation. <laughs> yeah. There's no Gary's in the uh, Chasm McDonald's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or he is, but he's behind the counter, so he can't hear what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gary in one of those little uh, like vintage uh, McDonald's visors. Oh please, yes, yes. very. That's cute. a special it's limited edition drive. accessory you can get for your Gary. <laughs> the only place you can get it is in the McDonald's at the bottom of the Oscar chasm. <laughs> get yours before they run out. They go limited for big supply. money on eBay, fantasy eBay. <laughs> no, oh no. <laughs> Oh, how do we even get back to... <laughs> I don't know. I gave you the perfect out with Phoebe. <laughs> uh, so this is order. It's not chaos. Mm-hmm. But they're the same mm-hmm. person. Not Ladyhawk. Not Ladyhawk. Lady See, Hawk. and I... This might be a deep dive for people, but I went Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Glory and Ben. But hmm. I feel like that's such a niche moment in that show somehow. Yeah, probably not the 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 go-to reference for Buffy. <laughs> right, Yeah. But it was for sure the same situation of, like, they occupy the same body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no, very, you're right. Yeah. That's, it's definitely, that is a similar, that's probably the only pop culture thing I can think of that's super similar mm-hmm. in terms of, like, it really being two completely different beings in some way, but but that they can only occupy uh, physical space one at a time. This, this, right. this plane of existence. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with that reference, but I like this concept and that like chaos is still present it's just Mm -hmm. not it's it's not available in this realm right now right the Mm -hmm. idea that chaos still exists and that that's why they're only existing in their dreams right yeah it's kind of like like in the old days of dial-up internet where you couldn't be on the phone (laughs) and the internet at the same time exactly that yeah oh those days which is also yeah that was chaos in order you pick up that phone that's the sound that chaos makes <laughs> oh my gosh that's it mm-hmm. we figured it out <laughs>
Oh, but then this also harkens back to what Festo had said about no one's seen chaos in like True. centuries. Good call. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't go to a party. Only only order can go to parties. I love that. <laughs> so I love even this idea. Festo was like, without even meaning to be vague about it, knows that like, oh, I've seen order. Wouldn't that be fun if they were like, yeah, I see order all the time, but I haven't seen chaos in a very long mm-hmm. time. Order doesn't strike me as the, the rave type somehow. Order showed up to one of Festo's parties and was like, never again. I don't think Order would have been invited back. Mm. Order for sure was like, y'all need to like get in a line. Is anybody going to clean up, up these cups? Exactly. That. <laughs> well, although so so this is the kind of the inherent contradiction here in the names versus the responsibilities, right? Mm. Which, which they yeah. sort of struggle with, which is that um, it's not so much that Order is like the force of Order. Mm-hmm. They accompany it because they're job is to shepherd that order into chaos right so so i don't actually know what would happen if order showed up at a party it's <laughs> huh. a good question would order be the one picking up the cups or would order be the one going let's keep going and they're like yeah. it's 5 a.m <laughs> yeah order is maybe the one who ultimately gets the cops called on you for yeah. noise well, see, uh, this, this, it's such a weird because con- yeah if that's the case then what is chaos's job okay so this was the other thing that like this whole idea of chaos and order and like this balance made me think of was the book Brittany and I loved as children villains by necessity yes you can only have like if there's too much of one thing the other one will show up and help regain that balance yeah mm-hmm. essentially they're at a point now where there's too much order but in times past the being order could push it to a point of chaos before chaos would have to grab it again and push it toward order. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened because they've built these structures too too full of red tape and mm-hmm. mazes to get things done yeah. that it's now become impossible to reach that point of sparking chaos. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's like, I, I would say that maybe the way to think of it is it's like a seesaw, you know? Exactly. They're trying to keep the universe in balance and chaos is sitting on one end of the seesaw and order sitting mm-hmm. on the other. And mm-hmm. their job is to sort of push off and like sounds adorable you know keep moving things back Mm -hmm. and forth so that like Mm -hmm. you go back and forth between chaos and order but then if the seesaw is broken like it is right now order's just sitting there and there's no way for chaos to have any fun right Mm -hmm. chaos is just sitting there swinging their feet like well (laughs) i'm (laughs) stuck let me down yeah bureaucracy is just like leaning leaning on order and making it so they can't push off there you go and and correct this correct this balance because i think that's the the point that they always want to be it's not so much balance in the sense that they want chaos and order to be completely equal but that their job is to keep that swing back and forth and and back and forth to keep happening but it's not supposed to be so violent or so long one way or the other right Mm. but now they've been pushed to a place where they have to essentially yes this the most boring of demigods bureaucracy is pushing down on order (laughs) as they're trying to play on the seesaw so now it's like okay we're going to have to shove this person off of us Whereas mm-hmm. before, usually they would just mind their own business mm-hmm. yeah. without having to actually act on it. Exactly. I love a playground analogy. Thank you so much. Hey, you got it. <laughs> Recess taught us everything. Yeah, I think they needed like, uh, if this was a movie, this is when they would cut to like the shadow puppetry that would have explained yeah. this concept. Because yes. <laughs> it is complicated. But I mean, like the the net effect of it 
is really pointing out like order and chaos are kind of ethically neutral in Mm -hmm. a way like they don't really they don't want to destroy things they don't want to fix them they don't have a vested interest in anything other than having the possibility for change like the right right degree of change Mm -hmm. right they don't have you know and the boys talk about this too they don't have wants Mm -hmm. chaos and order don't want anything besides to do their job they are a force versus being a person Mm -hmm. I just like I'm a mad Imagining you guys up in the front of a classroom with like a very classic <laughs> blackboard mm-hmm. situation and me just in the back just scribbling furiously like <laughs> trying to really understand this concept. Studying so hard. Hair askew, glasses like on the tip of my nose, like <laughs> pencils just sticking out from behind all of my ears. Mm-hmm. All of them. All of Wait, them. how many ears do you have? <laughs> Four. <laughs> we don't talk about it. <laughs> And are there any questions from the back of the class or are you getting it? I think I think I got it. I, think I do think I it. get it. Yeah. I, this is also just us like assuming we're on the same page. Hopefully this is all yeah. correct. I, it feels <laughs> like it is the way that they described it in the show. Mm-hmm. Well, and what I really liked, I love the way it was described of the way things are right now mm-hmm. is it's all smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Like it's not actually order or chaos. It's nothing. Right. They help no one and threaten nothing. I was like, that's really cool. Because it's not even that no one's actually being helped. It's like no one's being helped or threatened. There's nothing happening. Right. It's that stagnation. And that Mm -hmm. is the antithesis to both order and chaos, really. Because even as the boys make it sound, it's like, well, yeah, but it's a peaceful time right now. But is it even really? It's the stagnation stops not only bad things from happening, but it stops right and just things from happening. Like, Mm -hmm. Argo, you didn't get help when you needed to fight back against a person who was bigger and stronger than you, essentially. Mm -hmm. Beerbog, who would help you if your clan was wiped out. And then, very sweetly, Fitzroy says, well, of course I would help, and Argo would help, and Mm -hmm. proves his own point. They're the ones who are trying to push these gears in some way that seem to have stalled out completely. Right. Well, and I mean, Fitz has definitely really had a front row seat for how unfair this system is. That it's not just that it's locked, it's locked down so that there's no possibility for change. There's no possibility for anybody like Fitz to really find a place where he fits right, if that makes sense. Like, he he doesn't fit as a knight, and I think, honestly, he probably wouldn't have been happy if that was how things had gone in the end. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he would have told himself he was happy, but I don't think he would have been. Right. Well, and now he's in school, but he's been forced, more or less, into the villain track, which I don't think is what he wants, and I don't think that he really would enjoy in the future if like you know I mean like what order is saying when they start talking about their plan that all of this stuff is like basically like a bread and circuses thing that it's it's you're not actually helping or harming anybody mm-hmm. your entertainment that's designed to distract people from how inherently unfair the system is right it's all pageantry there's not yeah. actual stakes here you're not actually mm-hmm. going to get anything out of it mm-hmm. and it is benefiting the people at the top Right. And and I don't think that Fitz, Fitz is a very unpredictable dude, you know, and I I think I don't think that that's just a question of this sudden chaotic magic that he was given. I think that that was who he was already. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because even when they talk about all these pieces falling into place, uh, when we hear this greater plan here, which was order and chaos 
had enough and were like, okay, we got to do something. Nor- they normally wouldn't, but we got to push this guy off of us on the playground. So <laughs> let's find our villain. Gray, <laughs> that's you. you psycho. <laughs> Hold him in this school <laughs> long <psycho>. enough. <laughs> While we wait and see who is the hero, who is the one who can actually be the second part of this big overhaul that we're looking mm-hmm. for here so you know it wasn't night school it wasn't any of that i think it was just him who he was that really put him in their sights and then of course i love this idea of like it was so much of it was fitzroy but it wasn't enough mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is where we needed two other people who had that potential yeah. right yeah i mean they clearly knew from the beginning that Higglemas was not it wasn't going to be hieronymus it wasn't yeah. going to yeah. be Higglemas. Which and is they they actually made sure to sideline Higglemas because Order says something yeah. about like pushing him to be a bit more scared, a bit more afraid right. of, of the consequences so that so that mm-hmm. he didn't take action. Mm-hmm. Um but also like that awareness that Fitz being this kind of live wire of once was not mm-hmm. enough. No one person was going to be what the world needed. They needed to find those pieces separately and kind of mm-hmm. smash them together into a super team, I guess. There we go. <laughs> By our powers combined you're the perfect hero clearly and even in their own way it's almost like by combining all three of them together it's almost like its own tiny sense of balance and equalizing Mm -hmm. some chaos and order yeah i I mean i really like that the the i think order says it to fitzroy um that they were taking away what he wanted by giving Mm -hmm. him what he needed yeah Um, i thought that was a really interesting concept of like these this is the path that you're on because of the way that the world is that this is the best version of what you can have but there is actually something more that you could have and more that you could do if you were able to kind of break out of the system that's crushing everything right Mm -hmm. Like you said earlier, Fitzroy is very unpredictable. And even in them telling him all of this, the the, the ire, the rage you can kind of feel off of Griffin's delivery and how he's mm-hmm. responding to all this, it's really well done. I, Of course, on this show, we always love how these boys are playing these characters, but it continues to be very impressive. And I think the other interesting thing is not only do we learn, you know, why Grey, why Argo and Fitzroy and Fearbulg, but also this whole deal now with the Godscar cast why this was Mm -hmm. now 50 years ago it just showed up and nobody really has an explanation for it but it's because not only do are we like hoping to start a whole war but good news we found this portal to hell so i just cut (laughs) up the earth and started uh making it a little bit bigger kind of loosening the joints on the door a little bit so that eventually (laughs) those babies can fly right off and demons can spill out into the world yay it's kind of like unraveling the sweater of reality to try to just slowly oh picking at it and we are getting just close to that here, neck piece there. Mm. <laughs> we've all done that yeah. <laughs> just gotta keep pulling at a thread and like oh no <laughs> suddenly <laughs> your pants aren't hemmed anymore uh-huh. <laughs> they're just <laughs> yeah there's a whole song about this concept mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know uh do we know in in this reality and plane have there been any like large holes or chasms that have like randomly opened anywhere in this world in 2020 that we can like check out Mm, just to like um yeah there's a big sinkhole somewhere i forget where (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think in russia or ukraine i forget i remember hearing about there being a giant hole and being like you know what i'm good (laughs) if someone could please check that out and see if there's a portal (laughs) at the Mm. bottom of that maybe with a mcdonald's i don't know and i mean at this point yes probably depending on when it opened up yeah (laughs) (laughs) but a very Uh. good call 
Yeah, I like, I, of course, love that we get the chasm explanation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this idea that this plane and the hell plane will merge. Right. And it's when the dust settles, they'll be triumphant. I don't, the, the wording used here was very good, but I'm afraid I'm jumping ahead when he talks about the blood-soaked ground will be uh-huh. fertile to grow. <laughs> like, Whoa! <laughs> Wow. No, that's that's where we are. Is uh, okay, perfect. Is it the, the fertile, blood-soaked ground? <laughs> like, what? I mean, and I think that that's what's really great about how Travis played this character is delivering all of it so calmly and so mm-hmm. assuredly. That's mm-hmm. the nature of a being called order. I really liked that uh, choice, and I also like, and I think this is jumping ahead a little bit, but along the same vein, kind of the um, almost like a chaotic sort of tone to their voice when the boys push back. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when you start to see Order not keeping their cool quiet as much. And yeah. I don't know how much of it was him thoughtfully deciding how he was going to deliver these lines, but it was well done. Like, it all hangs together very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Order is delivering this. So they finally get to the core of, like, what is your actual plan? Like, what do you want to do? What are you trying right. to accomplish beyond yeah. this sort of generalism? Um and, you know, Order drops this really dark farm wisdom on them of, <laughs> let's just let a bunch of people die. It'll be great. Yeah. And, you know, Argo points out, like, well, in this scenario, who's standing up for Order? Like, aren't you just throwing everything into chaos in a way that, that it's never it's never going to, to come back? And the Fearbulg is now suspicious of Order's motivations, that, that right. maybe they're just tired of this, mm-hmm. and that that's, that's enough, um, and they're not weighing the, the consequences the way that they ought to with a very interesting take yeah yeah and order you know basically just sort of assumes they're going to be into it particularly fits uh-huh. yeah but mm-hmm. you know the the theme if there is a if there is a running theme here it may be that people keep underestimating fitzroy 100 that they keep they keep thinking they have got him pegged that they know exactly who he is yeah. and exactly how he's going to respond and how he's going to fit into their their plots and mm-hmm. he is the perfect person and the worst person to participate in this plan because he does not want to be anybody's cog he really doesn't no mm-hmm. no it's it's so interesting because the reasons they wanted fitzroy are the same reasons fitzroy is going to fight back mm-hmm. and i love that dynamic mm-hmm. i also think it's interesting from the standpoint of um you know getting a little bit metagaming with it but that this is also a conversation between travis and griffin and that travis you know is the dm now and and griffin used to be and he mm-hmm. used to be the one in control of the story and and kind of being told you're not the writer anymore you're the main character (laughs) and that kind of that little bit of tension between between directions i think uh is very interesting narratively as well and i don't mean that in a way of like griffin's trying to to overthrow what travis's plans are or that travis is railroading i'm not saying that at all i think this is completely natural and normal but it it fits so well into the story that i find that really engaging yeah, that's a really neat mm-hmm. take. And I think even and especially if it is unintentional, it really adds to the dynamic of the characters in this scene. I think there's just that tiny bit of instinctively bucking the narrative that you sometimes <laughs> right. see from certain from some players. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Like this is, it's all just, it's very, it's very heavy in a very real way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause not only are we talking about the show that they're having, but like this is relating so much to what our world is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, who matters, who doesn't, who needs to be quote unquote sacrificed, which is not at, not far off of what's really happening. And right. it's just, it's a lot. I know we're normally very like goof, goof dildo, but this is a really <laughs> yeah. heavy episode which yeah. is good like it, that has to happen too so yeah i don't know there was there was a lot here with like empathy versus perspective mm-hmm. that you have to cut off the dying limb to save the body like yeah for me order made a lot of sense and that's where it's hard that's where it, it is hard because yeah yeah clearly even just for the flow of things to go something has to be done mm-hmm. but of course we understand the boys pushback which is like but why should people other than you have to suffer for it like right. if mm-hmm. you want something so badly why is it up to everybody else who never asked for any of this to have to play mm-hmm. a role in it mm-hmm. well i mean especially because like order's whole thing in the course of this that they're talking about the system being unfair and placing different values but in part of trying to win them over to this entire approach orders like oh well you're the kings on the board so no matter what happens you are going to survive and Mm -hmm. i i don't i don't really know that they feel good about that exactly i feel like that would saddle you with unnecessary burden that means okay Uh so i'm gonna go ahead making choices this is like being on a competition show and you just won the previous round so you have immunity but now you're on a team and so it's like Mm -hmm. I know I can't get taken out in this next round, but my teammates could. And essentially on a huge scale, this is these boys being like, okay, so I'm safe. But my teammates, a.k.a. the rest of this world, (laughs) are not safe. Yeah. How do I do it in such a way that we can all win? Mm -hmm. Which is obviously not an idea that chaos or order are here to entertain. And Mm -hmm. they only see one way of doing this, which is this war has to happen. You're going to go along with it, whether you like it or not. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm just going to give you some time to get on board with it. And to the boys' benefit, they do play at acting like they might go along, that they're considering (laughs) it, (laughs) trying to bring in some of that classic Thunderman LLC centrifuge here. Order order is like the parent who has who has heard you lie about one about who broke the lamp one too many times and sense. is just not having it. They fix Fitzroy in their gaze and they're like, No, I do not try to lie to me. <laughs> I know all your bullshit. Don't forget mm-hmm. I've been talking to Chaos as well. Right. Mm-hmm. We are the same person. I gave you this magic, I can take it away. Oh my god, Mama <laughs> Fitzroy, you're grounded. You don't get to use magic. Also, you know what else? I'm taking this chasm. I'm taking this. (laughs) All these gifts I've given you. Order has absolutely turned this car around. Back to Winnipeg. (laughs) Even though they went to the bathroom before they left. It just doesn't seem fair. God, Dad, you never let us have anything. Uh... But hey, at least I don't have to climb out of a chasm now. I mean, that is the silver lining. I thought so, too. I was like, hey, we get to save this potion for later. (laughs) They were so worried about climbing out of that chasm, and now they don't have to worry about it anymore. Don't say I never did anything for you, said Order, on the the breeze. (laughs) All right. So let's table talk this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Justin, for bringing it up. Thank you, Travis, for sanctifying it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that this is a recurring thing now. Mm-hmm. I think it helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this, this was a lot. This was a huge info dump. Like, this was a lot, so a lot to yeah. take in. And yeah. 
I think it's good to to talk about it out of character. I mean, and they sort of slipped into character a little bit for <laughs> some of it yeah. as well, you know, where it was useful. And I, I think that, yeah. that's, that that's good, that you don't have to be, you know... This it's is not this is not an improv show. You will not be kicked off the stage right. for right. dropping character for a minute. And I like that Trav did make them roll for it, and his reason mm-hmm. made sense to me, which was like, "Hey, this is a, a lot that I, I could potentially give you here. Let me know one of you boys would actually think of it in the moment." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because of course, Fearbulk's thought was that it's possibly sort of a selfish thing on Order's behalf to want this. That they're they're tired, and as mm-hmm. understandable as that is, that's not a good enough reason. Mm-hmm. But in being able to roll for it, Argo is able to deduce what we've all been discussing here, which is that these are two halves of one whole. These are two forces that need to be working in tandem, and right now they're just not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that chaos and order are trying to fix something that they didn't break. I think right. maybe maybe is the distinction. Ooh. That this is something Ooh, that, the, I like that the hog broke, yeah. you know, the, the, the <laughs> uh-huh. system broke, that all of this bureaucracy that was put in place is what broke it. <laughs> that damn hog. Who let him <laughs> That hog is just too big and too powerful. Sat on the system, broke that it. That hog is tearing around. <laughs> I really do like what you just said, Anne. Because, uh, yeah, they come up with some good metaphors here. I really like the sun and the moon one because that's what I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make it goofy and lighthearted again, it's remember at the beginning of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic <laughs> and like there's a whole thing with Luna because like she couldn't be trusted. She made it night all the time. Mm-hmm. So they sent her away to the moon. They need to be working in harmony. We yeah. need Celestia and Luna. You're mm. both so important. Yeah, and they, they only have taken such an extreme approach to solving this problem because they were used to making tiny corrections and little pushes and minor exactly. minor influence mm-hmm. on the world that was enough yeah. to cause these changes and to set them in motion. And now it's not right. working. Now it doesn't do right. anything. Right. I really like especially that line of even like a whisper could start a revolution. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that would be all it would take. That's what they're used to being able to do. And now it's way beyond that. There's too much mm-hmm. red tape. There's too much bureaucracy blocking the way for those things to happen the way they would have once upon a time. I have a question before we move on about okay. something the fear bulk said in in character because this is mm-hmm. our our version of the table talk yeah so the fear bulk makes that analogy about picnics and ants uh-huh and uh-huh. i could tell that he meant he's not on board but i wasn't mm-hmm. completely sure if i understood the analogy for why like is was do you think that it was that he thinks that they can't undo the chaos that once this is done that it can't be undone hmm yeah i feel like it would probably be a- along those lines yeah, I wasn't sure if maybe Justin was trying to say, like, you're asking us to have perspective that we're not capable of having, mm. or or if it was, you know, something slightly different than that. Yeah, I feel like that's probably the closest take on it. I would love to hear more of exactly where his mind was with that, because uh, it, it's a neat analogy, even if we don't have mm-hmm. the full picture of it. But I think a couple things can go into play there. And one, they're very small and ultimately inconsequential to a being like order and chaos but at the same time as far as an ant is concerned they're never going to see the picnic Mm. Mm -hmm. they're only going to see the parts of it that are right in front of them so if that's 
all of Nua, they're incapable, like you said, of seeing the bigger, I don't know, event setting yeah. that chaos and order are capable of seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suppose it's fair to to make to use that as an argument for why it isn't fair to ask the ants to sort of be responsible for any right. of this yeah. and for them to for them to shoulder the burden of correcting it or for them to be like sacrificial in this situation of like, well, you're just going to have to die because right. that's the only good solution. Mm-hmm. I guess this is in fact very much like this game that Argo used to play on the boat in the end oh my God. of putting all of the game pieces Chef. on the chest and then just ultimately flinging all of them off. That is exactly what Chaos and Order are trying to do. This is their exact strategy. <laughs> Those moments are so good. You know, you talk about an episode full of kind of really dire things when you stop mm-hmm. and think about it. There'll, we'll always have Clint here to be like, oh, here's a God thing bless. nobody asked for, but I'm going to make up a game right now off the top of my head that we used to play on board boats, which essentially was just us throwing stuff all over the place to get inside of a treasure chest. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not entirely sure that they're going to be able to do a hit tabletop game spinoff from this specific not concept. Sure. That might just be a like at home, make it up as you go yeah, sort of yeah. game. Mm-hmm. This might not be the one. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Clint is his own version of order and chaos and like oh. <laughs> Travis has a plan and Clint is like, yes, but <laughs> what if I pull this thread and do this thing and now look where we are playing it chess. Because you could have just answered, yeah, he plays chess, or no, he doesn't. No, no. Instead, let me take you on a quick journey. Good bless. But then, you know, it does speak to Trav as then the DM to be like, okay, well, you know what? All right, fine. At least Argo has had to work on a ship within a fleet. He is capable of thinking on these broader terms. Yes. Well, I think there's there's more strategizing going on, you know, with Argo and with really the three of them right now. I mean, I, I think it makes sense that they had a long walk back or, well, it's not super far from the school, but they at least had to walk back from the school. Of course, yeah. they were going to talk about this. So all of this this table talk is not really completely outside of the game or doesn't have to be because surely the characters were talking to each other about this thing that just happened. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that's the benefit of, of course, the table talk is then just the stuff that they can just assume that the boys know and they've discussed with Mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. And and that they've come to the conclusion that they should talk, they should talk to the unbroken chain and they're waiting for them to show up even when when we start the next like in character scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like to imagine it like they got to the top of the chasm. They were deposited on the top of the chasm that doesn't exist anymore. They were like, all right, let's tell our buds about this. Maybe sent like a, a note or like a if they have like a notebook of far speech with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, now we'll walk back. And maybe then on their walk back, as they're like, everybody's going to gather, mm-hmm. meet up at Jackal's place. Mm-hmm. We got some more discussing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot... This is not easy in any mm-hmm. capacity, like as a gameplay, as 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 characters or as humans or <laughs> in any realm. This is not an easy thing to kind of parse your way through and just be like, yeah, right. of course, like this is this is the course of action we should take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were burdened with this huge thing. And, you know, even in like, how are you going to tell it to the unbroken chain? Let's discuss before we get there. Let's, uh-huh. let's figure out how much we're going to tell them of what. Mm-hmm. And this is where then yes in the in the lore in the canon of it we can say that this is where Argo pieces it together lets the boys know I think this is the day and night Luna and Celestia villains by necessity <laughs> you've read them you've seen them you get it <laughs> 
Beerbug, though, is still, he's he's stuck on this point. They're small in this plot. Why? Why mm-hmm. does this have to be the way it is? Yeah, I mean, and he has a really good point that this isn't going to end this problem, you know, right. from, from their scale of, like, what's happening in their lives and in the world and to the people around them. Yeah. Justin says there there will never be a shortage of people that would destroy to raise themselves up. And I was right. like, uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> 100%. Again, the realness. Yeah. And I mean, they're they're all kind of in different places here as characters that Fearbulg is saying, how do we deal with this when it seems like the solution that everybody wants is not a viable solution? Right. Fitz is like very confident. He has kind of main character syndrome, right? Because he's uh-huh. he's convinced he's the hero, even mm-hmm. even though he's been cast as the villain to uh-huh. some extent by the system. He's convinced he's the hero. He's convinced they'll win if they go to war, right? You know that they can defeat Gray, and that that would happen regardless of whether or not Order and Chaos were more involved. Mm-hmm. And, sure. And Argo is sort of like he's the opposite that he doesn't want to be a hero if it comes at that cost. Right, he's right. not interested in the success and in the notoriety. He's interested in the cost. Yeah, he even mentions his chaos dream that he had. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and we know that all three of the boys had it. And so you can almost imagine maybe even in this moment, Argo bringing it up and being like, you know, I saw all the things that were promised to me, but the things I had to do in the dream to get it, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that in real life. It's not worth it to me. Right. He's very okay with assassinating individual people to solve problems. He is not okay with large-scale war. When that person (laughs) is giving you a curfew and is running around pretending to be your principal dad and is, <laughs> and is putting you through nightmare hell dimensions i can get it a little bit more well, it's the whole idea of the innocent like and 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 it's the idea that no matter what it's still gonna happen if we don't fight gray people will die if we fight right. gray people will die if we yeah. fight gray a new villain will rise to take his place when he's done like it's right it's, it's the a... ants it's yeah like you can't yeah. mm. Well, of course, it's the Fearbulg who's the most bothered by this, too, because he was already I mean, the reason he was kicked out of his clan was he was trying to find a good solution to a problem that didn't have good solutions in in a system right. that was completely inflexible. So he's yeah. not going to take it well now either. He's going to try to find a way not just to break the system the way that Order wants to, but to break the system that Order is part of as well. Right. Right. With professional sports. <laughs> You know, I thought it was a, a decent suggestion. You should have done it immediately, but you know, you could have considered it for a moment. But how else do you cause that change, this huge change, peacefully? You have to destroy math. Oh you my have gosh. To destroy capitalism. <laughs> Must destroy capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Fearbulk, he had just gotten kind of uh, trained up and good. swung to the side of capitalism, and now he's got to destroy it again. He could have saved so much time. He takes off his little business glasses. He loosens his business tie. He's like, <laughs> hell with all of it. I'll I love the it. idea that he had like a leaf tie, which he has now ripped mm-hmm. off. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I want him to have a name tag that just says name tag. <laughs> just says name, but there's nothing filled in yeah. there. That's exactly it. Mm -hmm. Tears that off. (laughs) Enough. We must burn it down. (sighs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Everybody. Hog, you're first. Mm. Wiggenstaffs, don't go too far. You're next. (laughs) (laughs) These boys are ready to rumble. I was very excited about this. All of my notes are in capital letters right now. Hell yeah. I'm ready. (laughs) Trav, I'm ready. Sign me up. Let's destroy capitalism. (laughs) 
They've got a full four months, too. I think they've got plenty of time to destroy <laughs> the economy. <laughs> Absolutely. And destroy it with, to quote the fear bulg, with something that treasures all above coin. Mm-hmm. There it is. It is time for him to be in HR instead of finance. Yes. It is, because even the way he rallies his little troops here, excuse me, never forget, Fearbulg is a Fearbulg. Fitzroy, you are a wild boy. Argo, <laughs> you're a pirate that wants vengeance. How Argo. do we forget all of these Argo great things? Argo was a pirate. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit. He's like, oh my god, you're right. <laughs> He's slowly flipping an eye patch down during this conversation. <laughs> He's been wearing it the whole time, but just flipped up. Just flipped up, yeah. <laughs> or maybe around the back, and he's bringing it back around to the front. Ooh, it just looked like a little headband otherwise. Love that. Oh. <laughs> but this is good. But this was a good little scene. I liked this. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was definitely the rally the troops. I, I believe Nell just said that. But it was it yeah. like, yeah, it gets you pumped up yeah. i am so in it to win it and when the fear bulk shouted out when our work is done there will be no f i <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal get hype boys I'm gonna get that on on the campaign signs <laughs> uh. <laughs> but then the scene is of course they're they're getting all hype they're they're amping each other up as they're getting up to the school where they go okay we did just call a meeting with the unbroken chain. So we got to go to that. However, maybe we uh, keep most of this under our caps. Oh my gosh. We keep mm-hmm. this uh, this hype between us. So good. They're finally at the point where they're ready to not tell people their entire plan. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Guys. Character development. I'm so, so proud much. of them. <laughs> like wiping away a tear. This is what we've been waiting for. And all it took was remembering your wild boys. <laughs> You're a pirate. Exactly. You're vengeance-seeking wild boys. Come on. <laughs> Never forget who you are. Never forget. And hey, and hey, you really want to fuck shit up? You really want to mess some oh! things up? You know who to call. <laughs> oh! When they Let's... said it at the same time. Uh, oh! girls. All I've ever wanted. Like, <laughs> so this... good. Listen, we're going to go get Grey. Of course we are. And, you know, for the past half a year plus, I've been playing the Ace Attorney games, and I've mentioned more than once in here where I'm like, ooh, I'm waiting for this moment. I'm waiting for some of those, like, ooh, plot twist moments. Uh, excuse me, this Ace Attorney flavor, this Buckwild story and enemies to friends to lovers path we're taking here. thousand percent the best. Ah! Here we go. This is the flavor. This is it. Ah, and it with is delicious. The music with oh my gosh. Mm, every every part of this is so good. And to finalize it with, and we we know we know something he doesn't know. He's gonna lose. He's like, gonna lose. Mm, like you can go get that boy and oh. get him. If not on your side, at least working with you. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. And then to finalize it with, let's report to the principal's office. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> is this <laughs> is this still Felronimus? <laughs> are we right? <laughs> are there two of them running around? <laughs> I think there are two of them, and it makes the gag better and better the longer it goes on. I am living for the idea of two Hieronymus Wiggenstaffs just running around the school. Well, Gray had gotten really used to the the kind of everyday paperwork stuff of, right. of running the school at this point, and he's fine with it. And, and Hero's been a dog for quite a while, so he's not really going to be down. Oh, right, I would say Hieronymus is still, like, yeah, in dog mode most of the time, just kind of wants to curl up in the sun, take a nap. Uh, and at this point, he should at least be hanging out with Althea, plotting some sort of plan 
to mm-hmm. go check out the hog. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, I like to imagine that maybe Gray, once he was found out, was like, fine, I can say good riddance to this hellhole. And then he went to his real hellhole and he was like, but you know, I don't know. It was kind of like <laughs> a bunch of my stuff's at the school. I'll just go back tomorrow and get my stuff. And then he right. just kept coming back. That's but then the, he remembered, yeah, he had to do, oh, well, I do have to do that observation with Sabor. So I'll just, you know. Exactly. Right. Then, uh, oh, there was that parent-teacher conference that had to. Oh, I, okay, right, so I'll just do it. I'll He's not going to know. <laughs> He's not going to understand where this student is, right? I'll just do it. <laughs> We have made Grace so adorable. (laughs) We really have. And I'm so glad that now we are positioned to get him on our team. This is what everybody wants. This is your moment in your RPG games when you are, ooh, Magus is going to join you. It's everything. This is always the dream. Mm -hmm. The enemy, the rival is on your side now. Oh, Edgeworth is helping the defense. Oh, Oh, excuse me. Nemesis time. I'm very excited. And I have to say, like, even seeing people react to this episode, everybody is very excited. Mm-hmm. 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 I cannot wait to see how this, this is turns that out. tasty. Like, it's not even an AU. It's straight up. It is the realness. Maybe they're all going to get matching outfits. Oh, my God. <gasps> I guess that, that would kind of tip their hand, but. <laughs> uh, well. I mean, <laughs> they haven't had any Crop qualms tops. about that wearing Crop their tops. unbroken <laughs> gear everywhere. And, you know, actually, that means that they need a new name, which I will bring up in just a moment. Before oh. we do that, is there anything we missed we would like to bring up now? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have one. Yeah. So Fitz, Fitz's magic is gone. Or, well, his his magic is on lockdown. His magic is grounded. <laughs> his magic is grounded. Exactly, yes. What about Snippers? <gasps> That's the manifestation. Snippers is in a cute little terrarium. Order has him. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. That's a good call. Yeah, I mean, I assume I assume that is the case, but oh, Snippers. Oh, Fitzroy is going to be brokenhearted when he realizes his little buddy isn't here. Oh, oh. I'm already brokenhearted. But also the thought of like him in a little terrarium and order being like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he's giving him little snacks, Mm -hmm. little magic treats. Yes. See, now I'm fine again. (laughs) Yeah. He's okay. He's just not with his his loving papa. I think I just wanted to shout out all the little cute moments that the boys did have between each other during this this very big discussion. Mm-hmm. Like specifically when Argo asks what would happen if they killed Chaos. <laughs> and Fitzroy like grabs him and is like, we're not killing Chaos. And even if we were, why would you bring it up? Like <laughs> those little whispery moments. I'm like, give me all of those. That was for sure. Yeah, Argo getting ready with his picture with all of his, his list of fears and everything in his schedule (laughs) he's like walking over to order with it like here's just a quick reference sheet for you just in case you need it i just love those anytime they just Mm -hmm. add always to the story thank you we didn't really discuss about clapping grace butt cheeks but i don't know that we need to there's not uh, anything to discuss the wording of that i again there's there's i what what's What's to even say? It was exactly what needed to be said in the mm-hmm. moment. Sometimes you just can't add on to perfection. So you just sit back and admire it. And I admire that very much. Thank you, Griffin, for that moment. <laughs> 
And I think with that, ooh, it's time to go over to the polls. And oh, what a treat. We've got two results for you today. First, Althea's new team name is Hoot, the Heroic Oversight Overhaul Team, which I think is actually what the boys should call themselves. Ooh. Right? If that's where we're going mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Just something to keep in mind, gentlemen. Put it in your back pocket. You know, the design for the shirts is going to be real cute if you go for it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Crop top mm-hmm. hoots. Call them the hoot hoots. <laughs> and our second poll wondered what other powerful wizards Festo parties with. And out of Usador the Blue, Taco from TV, and Schmendrick, the answer is, of course, that Festo parties with all of them and most other wizards <laughs> on the regs all the time. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so thank you, as always, for playing along along in voting and partying with us. This week, we want to know if any sport could disrupt the status quo, which would it be? We'll have that pull up over on our Twitter at Romancing Zone. And we'll meet you back here in two weeks. Till then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and thank you for joining us. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. Mm-hmm.